0: Hey, wasn't worship just whew, powerful this morning? Thank you. Can we give worship team one more round of applause? That was so awesome. Thank you for leading us in worship. That was so powerful. Well, uh, I have some awesome things to share with you about camp. Uh, we are done with all three weeks. We had kids camp, then middle school camp, and then high school camp. Whew, it was amazing. It was amazing. But this is our family service today, and what I love about family service is coming from camp is we get to see that is how the Lord wants to work in the same way he works in adults as he works in little kids <laughs> he can move so powerfully in either side and especially right now is really encouraging and I want you to be encouraged because with the world falling away from faith, and I know a lot of people is like, well, these young people. But let me tell you, I saw young people that were fully devout and seeking after the Lord in ways that is so encouraging and powerful, even in the midst of what's going on in the world. And so we can praise God for that. And we can praise God for what he's doing. So can we just praise God for that? Can we give woo, Thank you, Jesus. This year, I was honored, this is the second year they asked me, but I directed our middle school camp for our four-square area. And we had around 150, 160 middle school students. And I saw, and this is just middle school camp, and there was all these camps, but the kids just came alive in Christ. And they really, some of their eyes are open for the first time. And I'm going to share with numbers, I'm going to share some numbers with you. And numbers don't even begin to explain the things that God did. I can't even explain it. But it is something to rejoice in. So middle school camp alone, we had 29 kids give their life to Jesus for the first time. Praise the Lord. 71 kids rededicated their life to Jesus. 71. We had 84 kids that were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amazing. We had 41 healings. Come on. And then we had 62 felt the call to ministry. 62 kids. Praise Jesus. That is amazing. And actually this morning I got the overall numbers, so I'll share that with you. These are for kids, middle school and high school. That overall we served 403 students. We had 195 leaders from different four-score churches in the area. We had 92 salvations, 71 rededications, 122 Holy Spirit baptisms, 78 healings and 110 calls to ministry. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is amazing, guys. Like, come on, let's wake up. Like, come on. That's amazing. Like, I don't know what gets you more excited, because a lot of us are sitting here going, oh, this next generation, this is going downhill. And I'm telling you right now, there are kids that are going to change the world, okay? And the world might reject Christ, but they're going to be on fire for Jesus in the midst of it. And so that's something for us to be excited about. So I am really excited. I want to share one story with you from what God did at middle school camp, and then, I want to go to the next thing, but the first thing is I had this student on the last night. We did the call to ministry, and we had all these kids come up, and it was really cool. Myself. Pastor Dan, Pastor Mary, and all the other some of the other pastors there, we just got to lay hands on them and pray for them and and call pray over their calling. And then Scott Engineer, who came our, who was our speaker, and he just said, "I want now you guys to go pray for kids, and I want you to team up with the leaders." So this little boy who came up to me, and I don't know, he was probably sixth grade. He's like this short, so <laughs> I don't know how old he was, but he was sixth grade to seventh grade age, and. He was like, I feel called to ministry. I want to pray. I feel like I have the faith to pray for someone. I was like, okay, well, let's go. And he, he starts going around the room, and we start praying for people. And I said, okay, who do you feel like you should pray for next? he say, let's go pray for this one. He'd go over and lay his hand. And I wouldn't even pray. This kid would pray, and the kids would just, he would get a word from the Lord, and he would, the kids would just begin to cry. And this is a kid, this is a, this is a 12-year-old boy that is walking around laying hands on people and praying. That is that is amazing, and that's just and I, there's millions of those stories, not millions, but there's hundreds of those stories that the Lord did, and it's so amazing. Well, this year camp, the theme for camp, I think we talked about it before when we prayed us out, was testimony, and I thought it would be fitting to have some of our youth that went to these camps share their testimony of what God did in their life at camp. And let me encourage you, you can learn from. These youth, like I learned from them, from seeing what they're doing and seeing what God is speaking to them, I am so encouraged. But I also learn a lot. And so I wanna, I wanna open this up and I wanna say, let's hear what they have to say. Let's hear the testimonies, encourage them. And man, what boldness it takes for them to share. And I'm so excited. So I will start with Kira and Riley. Do you wanna come Can We get it for Kira and Riley. Woo! awesome. So, Kira, would you like to share first? Alright, what did God do at high school camp?
1: So, um, during those four days, um, I, when I went to camp, I was afraid to act uh, when the Holy Spirit told me to act. um, I didn't trust that God would back me up. um, But, And the youth leaders and the pastors kept telling me to uh, share with my church so that they can uh, hold me accountable for things. So I want to say that um, over those four days, I decided that I would trust God and act when I felt it was right. Because if God is telling me to act, then it is not wrong.
0: Can we just pray for Kira? We thank you that, Lord, that she was bold, Lord, for sharing what you're asking to do. And, Lord, would you just continue that work as she's home? Lord, would you continue to speak to her? Would you encourage her? And thank you for her boldness, Lord, because you spoke to her through her today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, Riley. What do you have to share?
2: camp, God gave me courage and peace, so I wasn't—I'm af- not afraid anymore to share about God to people who will listen. And oh, uh, I was refilled with the Holy Spirit, um, and. Oh yeah, so the the preacher was talking about being filled with peace and um, I, I prayed and asked God to fill me with peace and he did and I realized that I'd felt that before like when I prayed or when I was baptized by the Holy Spirit and I just didn't realize it and it was mostly just putting my trust in God
0: the Lord. Well, Jesus, we just thank you for Riley, Lord. Lord, thank you for her and her spirit, Lord. Would you just continue to give her that boldness to share with everyone she meets of the amazing things you do through her, Lord? She, uh, the confidence in your spirit would rise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Woo! Awesome. All right. Let's. Harmony and Kylie, if she's in the room. Ky- there she is. Can we get up for Harmony and Kylie? They're going to share. Kylie, why don't you share with us what God did in your life?
3: Thanks. Um, So, I've been a Christian since I was a kid. I grew up in the church. And I was kind of living my parents' religion. Because when you grow up in the church, you're surrounded by all of these testimonies and stories of healings and what God's done in their life. And you just kind of try to follow along and be a good child. (laughs) Um, But... When I came to camp, I don't know what I was expecting, um, but I was baptized in the Holy Spirit for the first time when I went to camp. And so that's when I realized this isn't my parents' religion, this is my religion.
4: Thank you. Um, When I went to camp, I wasn't expecting anything to happen. I wasn't expecting anything big like God to, like, work in my life. And for the longest time, I had, like, a lot of, like, anger just built up inside of me for no reason. And I had, like, a lot of depression and anxiety. And Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, they all asked us to go up there for praying and healing and stuff like that. And so... I just sat in the back just like watching all these people get prayed for and like have miracles happen to them and get healing happen and then I was finally like I'm, I'm. this is enough I am ready to trust God and give my faith to Him and serve Him as um, a daughter in Christ and I went up and I got prayed for and I prayed for my chains of depression and anxiety and traumas from past to just break. And then I ended up getting free from all of that.
0: Well, oh, very, very loud. Well, Jesus, I just thank you for Kylie and Harmony, Lord. Lord, I thank you for what you did, You, the Holy Spirit that is inside of them, Lord. And I just pray there, that they would be strong together, too, Lord, that they would hold each other accountable, they would talk to each other, they'd pray for each other, and, Lord, that there would be a friendship bond here. But, Lord, also in that, that they would go out and that when the enemy tries to attack them, that they would be strong, they'd be strong, and your Spirit would speak to them very loudly. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, and then Issa and Ava, let's have you guys come up here. Woo, can we give it for Issa and Ava? All right, all right, Issa.
2: So i like to share, so growing up, I never really went to church and stuff. This was one of my first times, like, going to a camp. Sorry, um...
5: I wasn't expecting
2: anything to happen, but it was one of the first things I really felt the presence of God and Jesus. During Wednesday night, I went up and prayed for someone, and it was really changing for me.
5: I felt like
2: um, healed. I was hurting from a friendship that really hurt me. a couple months ago, and I finally feel, like, kind of at peace with it, and it's, I felt like I was baptized in the Holy Spirit for one of the first times. It was really life-changing for me this past week and stuff. So, yeah.
3: For those of you that know me, I am very excited about like all of this, like, you know, children being called to ministry and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And while I was at camp, I experienced the filling of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so I was, um, I was encouraged to speak God's language, the heavenly language, like speaking in tongues um i also he kind of like gave me what to pray for like for kids at camp because um the last night when they called um the kids that were called up to ministry to go up to the front i was <laughs> i was kind of nervous to go up there cuz i was like I was nervous to what people would think if I stood up there. But then I just thought about it, and I said, I'm going up. So I didn't just walk up there. I ran up there.
0: Jesus, I thank you for these two amazing leaders. And that's what I see they are leaders, Lord, that you have called them to influence people. And I just pray this, Issa, God is not done. There's more even that he wants to show you. And both of you, there is more. And, Lord, I just pray that this next couple weeks of their life, as they press into you even more, you begin to speak to them. You begin to show them who they are and what they're called to do. And I thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Emotional. (laughs) This is why we do it, right? This is why we do it. Because of that. And that's not just for us. That's not just for them. It's for all of us. And maybe some of us in this room are like, man, I haven't got that emotional or been touched by the Lord in that way in a long time. Well, it's not because they're kids and they have hormones. It's, It's because... They were open and they were radically open to the Lord. And some of us need to hear that today, that you need to be radically open again to the Lord and he will do what he did in their lives and your life. Can we just give it up for them again for their boldness and sharing? Thank you, Jesus. And I will say this, this is kind of what the Lord led my message to, be, to continue. And, and if we give the Lord our attention and our time, He will meet with us. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, Because I feel like for young and old in this room that, you know, I think there's something that is distracting, very distracting in our culture right now from what the Lord is doing in our lives. And I feel like I need to speak to it. And, you know, something awesome about camp that we do for all of these leaders is, uh, for all of the kids, is we take away their phones Now, that's really hard for a lot of younger people. But let's be honest, it'd be hard for probably some of you, because some of you are a lot of time on your phones. And if we try to take away your phone for a week, you'd be like, oh, no, I need that, I need to make phone calls. But let me tell you, the reason that God was able to move so powerfully, I believe one of the reasons was because the distraction was gone of the world. And, And I think that's for all of us to hear this morning, is that, is that that's what we need. We need times of no distraction with the Lord. And now, not everything is like camp, right? Not every situation. You're not going to be able to go all day and just sit about Jesus and have fun and have no responsibilities in this world. We all know that's not how it works when you get back to the world. However, I will say you should find those times. That men, you should go to men's retreats. Women, you should go to women's retreats. That kids, you should go to camp. You should go to youth group. You should go to church. You should find times where you're fully fully focused on one thing, which is Jesus. So you should find those times, right? I I am encouraging you. But I also realize that we have things that we have to do. But even in our day-to-day lives, I think one of the biggest, the enemy's biggest tools in America is to distract us from what God is doing and speaking. It's to distract us from what God is doing and speaking. Because God is always doing something in our lives, always. Even if if it's not this amazing, powerful camp moment we just heard about, even in the hard times, I can always see how God is growing me uh, through it or what he's doing around me, that even in the hard times, I can see that God is always moving in ways. Yet often, I'll ask this question to Christians a lot, say, what is God doing in your life? And you know what the answer most of the time is? I don't know. I don't know. And it's not that they don't love Jesus or they're they're not doing the right. That's not what it's about. Um, Because I know we believe that God is always working. Yet I think the reason is that we're always so distracted that we forget to stop and see what is God doing? What does God want to do in our lives? You know, this world is really busy. This world we know we live in right now, especially in this time. There's always something going on, always something happening. The news is always going on. Something, yeah, we're just so distracted all the time by things around us. And sometimes I feel like, have you everyone seen the movie Up? I feel like I'm dug, where I'm like, okay, Jesus, I'm focused on you. Oh, wait, Squirrel? I mean, we have a video. If you can, if you can show that video, this will maybe jog your memory.
5: The- Speak. Hi there. <gasps> Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> My name is Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. <laughs> My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk.
5: Squirrel! Speak. Hi there. <gasps>
0: I feel like that's our life, right? We're we're trying, we're getting back, and we're doing normal things, and even at church, honestly, because I'll be in the back there doing tech stuff and everything, and then I'm like, I was just like so distracted, like oh, this thing needs to fix, this. and then I'm forgetting what's right in front of me, what Jesus is doing in the room, and that's in our lives, right? We're just so distracted that it was like, oh, something else, <laughs> oh, I, did I send that email? Okay, I gotta spend time with Jesus. Oh, do I did I return that phone call? And it's just my mind keeps going, and I keep getting distracted and distracted. And we all have a million things to do. What are some responsibilities? Throw out some responsibilities that we all have that we have to do. Work, work, some work forty hours a week. Pay the bills, yeah. Clean the house, yes. Got to clean the house. is yes. are the chores. Kids, kids, yes. Got to take care of kids. What? Moles. Yes, if you have a mole problem, that takes a lot of patience. My grandpa used to sit outside with a shotgun just in the morning waiting for them to pop up. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they have like traps now for that, but it's okay. I heard they don't work though. But we have, but like you have to cook meals, right? You have to cook meals. You have to do yard work. You got to make sure your yard is is up to date. You got to have projects to do, right? I mean, not all of that is bad. Like, we have to do those things. Those are our responsibilities. Actually, it's, it's important to work hard in these areas. But if you remember what's important, it's your perspective. What is important? That Even in the midst of those things, what is our focus on? Why are we doing anything we're doing? Who is the one we're praising? And it should be Jesus. It should be Jesus. I'm going to share with you a Bible story. We probably, most of us know this. Luke 10, 38 through 42. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem... They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all the details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary had discovered it. And it will not be taken away from her. Now let's just get something straight here. Okay, Martha loves Jesus. Jesus loves Martha. I mean, that, that, let's put it that way. I don't think Martha is, is rebelling against Christ. I just think her priorities are a little out of line in the moment. That Martha is is distracted by the tasks to do. And they're important tasks. Hey, you've got to get dinner done. Yes, it has to happen. But Jesus is right in front of you and teaching you. Then that's what's important. And some of us need to remember what is important. What is God speaking to us in this moment? What is he asking us to do? And, and he, we have to see it. We have to see that, that what is, Jesus is right in front of us. And we just need to make sure our daily responsibilities are not taking our eyes off of what is important, which is Jesus. And remember, I'm not telling you to quit your job and spend all day just sitting in your rocking chair saying, I just want to read the word of God. Now, that sounds amazing. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, wh- where's your, what's, what's important? What's your priorities in your life? Are you spending time with Jesus? Or are you letting all the daily responsibilities distract you from what God is asking you to do? Now, I also don't know about you, but also in the times that I am free from my responsibilities, everything around me, it seems like, is also trying to distract me from what Jesus is asking me to do. Because in my free time, I get to choose. (laughs) I get to choose what I want. Some of us have less, some of us have more. But aggressively, more than ever... We have things that are trying to take our time. And I'm just going to read some of them. Social media, I mean, it is. I'm not saying, and let me tell you, all of it, just because you have some of these things, I'm not saying you're sinning or you're a bad person. I'm just stating the fact. Social media distracts us in a lot of ways from what God is doing. Phones in general, YouTube, Netflix, video games, TV, politics, news. Not only is this stuff taking our time, but the content is pushing more and more things that are against Jesus. You're getting filled continually with things that are against Jesus, and for those who are coming back from camp or those who are coming off of a spiritual experience, guess what? You're entering into a world that's going to try to distract you left and right from what God wants to do in your life, and we have to make sure we're, we're limiting ourselves or know ourselves if it's healthy to just drop it, because it's a struggle in my life. It's a struggle in your. It's a struggle in everyone's life. That's just what the age we're living in. That we have to be careful of how much time we're spending on these things because it's distracting us from what God wants to do. And like I said, these things aren't like an automatic sin because you have a social media account, right? I think God can use social media in really powerful ways. I believe that. However, I think more times than not, he uses it for distraction. The enemy uses it for distraction and just taking our eyes off the Lord. And I think in our spirit, we know that some of us, we we need to let go. (laughs) We need to limit ourselves. Or for some of us, it's really maybe healthy to just cut it out in general which is really hard but for some of us if you can't handle it maybe it's best to cut it out i remember with i remember some of my family members it's really hard because they're like well i'll just limit the amount of news i watch or fox news or whatever but when they start watching it the mood of them they just can't handle it they just get angry and so upset with the world and it's like it's just not worth it <laughs> like they, for them it just wasn't worth it now, I'm saying you can keep in touch with that stuff, but how is it affecting you? How is it distracting you from what God is asking you to do? From everything, everything in our lives. I don't care what it is. Maybe you're addicted to yard work, and that's all you do, and you don't spend any time with Jesus. Well, guess what? That's for you, too. Like, what is the Lord asking for you to give up? Because I think all of us can be honest and say, we're a little distracted by some of these things. <laughs> it's, it's not our fault. I think the, the enemy is pushing that really hard with all of us. I know for my life, um, when I struggle, it's normally with I wake up really depressed. And and I went through a major season before I came to life spring of major depression. And my go-to, what the Lord would try to tell me to do is like, okay, well, then you just need to go and sit on your media all day because it distracts you. Right? That's what I would want to do. I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to go watch a YouTube video or Netflix or I'm going to go on social media and scroll. And I was like, man... (laughs) I, just, that's what the, he, I could just tell. The enemy was just like, this is what's going to get your mind off of it. And it just distracted me from Jesus wanting to heal me. And you know what? For me, I'm not on any social media, and I tried. I'm like, I, I, have, I was like, all right, Lord, I'm going to give social media to you. I'm going to post about Jesus. I'm going to do this. But guess what? For me, I just couldn't do it without it being unhealthy. I would just spend time. I oh, would be on my phone. I would just scroll. And for me personally, I was like, I know it can be used for Jesus. But for me, it's just not. It's just not for me. The Lord's telling me to give it up. So I just don't have it. I just don't have it. And that's what the Lord has told me to do. Now each of us are different. But I would say, check what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now is saying, Maybe this is something you need to give up or limit in your life. Because for me, that's when I experience freedom. Is when I said, I don't need when I'm depressed, I don't need to go to the media. I need to go to Jesus. I need to go to the feet of the Jesus, feet of Jesus and I need him to fill me up again. Because what they're, what the media is just doing is just distracting me from what the Lord is calling me to do. The Lord reminded me of a story that I want to share with you. I added this late last night because I know I could sound very, do you, don't do this, don't do this, and, and being like, Phew, and you can feel, oh, he's pushing a lot. But the Lord reminded me of this, and I was I was in Bellingham for my sister's wedding like three four years ago, and. There was like on the waterfront in Bellingham. I don't know if you've been there, but there was a spot where you go up. It's like a little mound, and there was a telescope. And the telescope was kind of weird. It didn't look like normal. I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was weird. Uh, but I looked through this one of the sides, and I saw out far into the water area, and I was like, oh, this is pretty, and it was, it was, this is great. Like, look at that. It was a little blurry, but I was like, oh, it must be the telescope. And I remember the Lord telling me, turn it around. And I turned the telescope around and I realized I was looking through the wrong side, but for some reason I could see still. And I looked through it and I was like, oh, that's even more amazing. Wow, that's awesome. But let me tell you what the Lord spoke to me with this message. Is that some of us are walking through life saying, this is great. I love Jesus and I'm walking through, but you're missing what God really wants to show you. Because your perspective is on the wrong thing. You're distracted by the wrong thing. And Jesus is saying, flip it over, I have way more for you in here that God has way more for you. But it's going to take some sacrifices and saying, I want to choose to look at, I want all God has for me. Because everyone, I mean, you love Jesus. But just because you love Jesus doesn't mean you can't be distracted by the world. Martha did. She was distracted. And all it took was you just saying, Martha, change your perspective. Turn it around. Look at me. I'm right in front of you. And for some of us, that's what we need to do. Some of us are spending too much time Distracted by the things of this world and Jesus today is calling us to change that and to surrender it to them. So worshiping, can you come on up say close? If you just close your eyes with me, I this is while I'm talking I, I just feel like the spirit and this is what it is, it's the conviction of the spirit. It's not me or whatever you're feeling. I think all of us, all of us have that thing, or maybe a couple things in our lives. That we just know in our spirit right now that, Lord, we need to give that up to you. For some of us, it's like, man, I just can't healthily manage this and I need to give this up because, Lord, I don't want to miss what you're doing right in front of me. Lord, I want to have a powerful moment with you like these kids at camp. I don't want to be distracted by the things of this world, Lord. I want to make time for you. Some of us need to limit the things around us. So right now, I just, I just encourage, as we all close our eyes and can we just take a moment of silence before the Lord and just give it up to him? Just speak to him, Lord, I surrender. Lord, I surrender. I want more of you. I want the what you have for me. I don't want to be distracted anymore. So if we just have a moment of silence and give it over to Jesus. there's someone in this room that you're having an inner battle right now and where the lord is where you kind of feel like you give that up but but yeah but but i can i can just change i can i can do this and it's not that bad if i and and just there's this inner battle in your mind and the lord is saying give it up give it up give it up to me and watch what i'll do with the empty space that you leave for me watch what i'll fill you with So Lord, we, we just give these things to you right now. Lord, we say we don't want to be distracted. We know the enemy is trying to distract us. We know the enemy is trying to take us away from what's important, which is you, Jesus. And Lord, today we want to commit ourselves, saying we want to follow you. We don't want to be distracted by the world, but we want all of you. We want all that you have for us. That today we're choosing to lay stuff down at your feet and saying, Jesus, I want your perspective. Jesus, I want you to be the most important in my life. Jesus, forgive us for when our eyes are on the wrong thing. Forgive us for our grumpy attitudes. Forgive us for the things that we've let distract us to take our eyes off of what's important, and that is you, Jesus, and reaching other people for you. So, Jesus, for everyone in here, we're free. If you gave up something today, you're free. You're free. You can dance. You can sing. We're free in Jesus, and I thank you for that. And, Lord, I just pray that in that freedom, we'd walk out of here and we'd make a change. We'd make a change. That means we would make some practical steps, but also, Lord, we committed it to you right now. That, Lord, we want all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you all stand with me? So something we did. It. So at camp, what happened is we had all the middle schoolers come up. We're not, not going to make you come up. But here's what happened. We saw 160, no one in the seats, all raising their hands, shouting to the Lord. This song, this chorus, shouting to the Lord. You couldn't even hear the worship singer. Now that is faith. So, am I telling you, these middle schoolers and high schoolers, their faith for Jesus? Just raise your voice as loud as you can. Raise your hands. Praise the Lord. Get up,
5: there.